When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's more money with leading economist Steve Moore. Stephen Moore is with us, economist. With more than 30 years' experience as an economist and as a leading thinker of government on business, showing deep understanding of the shifts in the global economy. He's leading economist Steve Moore with more money on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Hello, folks. This is Steve Moore. This is the More Money Show. You're listening to WABC Talk Radio, the number one talk radio station in these United States. So it's a privilege to speak with you and converse with you every Saturday afternoon from 1 to 2 p.m. Honored to follow my buddy Larry Kudlow. Uh, so those who've uh, carried on from his show, uh, welcome. And for newcomers, welcome as well. Our ratings are quite good. So thank you for the reg- regular listeners to the show. And I know a lot of people listen to this on the podcast uh, and on the Internet. So thank you so much for being loyal listeners. And for newcomers, I hope you enjoy the show. We try to talk about the connection between your money and my money and uh, our finances and what is going on in Washington and what is going on with the economy, uh, is that the sort of, um, Wall Street to Main Street connection. Um, and so, uh, first of all, I just want to say it is a beautiful day, um, along almost all of the East Coast and almost all of our listening area. So I hope it's beautiful where you are. A little hot, but you know, compared to the heat we've had, it feels pretty good. Uh, I'm in the Washington, D.C. area. By the way, a new, brand new studio we have for this show. Uh, and so I think you'll find that we have a better quality. And uh, and so I think uh, I feel a lot better about that. I hope you do, too. Uh, I want to get right down to it. Uh, I am so concerned about what's going on with our economy. And I have to tell you, folks, I am heart sick about what happened this week uh, with with Joe Manchin. He is the West Virginia senator who was holding up this absurd uh, trillion-dollar spending bill. Uh, we are spending money like it's candy. We're spending money like we want to bankrupt this country. Um, we have uh, just in Biden's first 18 months in office. It's hard to believe it's only been 18 months. Doesn't it seem like it's been about five years with this president in his uh, cascade of uh, – economically ruinous policies. And let's not forget it, it began on day one with the cancellation of the Keystone pipeline and it hasn't stopped. It just hasn't stopped. There's a reason why we had a booming economy when Joe Biden came into office and why now we are in a soft recession that looks to me like it's getting worse, not better. Uh, we have, you know, you know, these statistics, the inflation rate is just killing family incomes. The average family has lost $4,000 in purchasing power in just the last year. Um, it's amazing to me, the left loves to obsess about income inequality. That's one of their major themes other than climate change. And yet everything they're doing is making income inequality worse. The people are getting really hammered, our middle income and working class folks, and of course, lower income people. 
if you're making less than $80,000 a year, this inflation is just killing you, just killing you. Even if, you know, I make more than $80,000 a year. Uh, I make six digits. I'm not, I'm not rich by any means, but even my family, my wife is just complaining every time she goes to the grocery store. And every time I go to the gas pump, it's so interesting how many people will come up to me. And uh, when I'm pumping gas or at the grocery store or getting, getting a cup of coffee at the cafe and people come up to me, they'll, they'll have seen me on Fox news or, uh, you know, other stations. Uh, as you guys know, I'm a regular on Larry Kudlow's uh, Fox Business Show, which you should all watch, by the way. That's four o'clock every weekday. And people get mad at me. <laughs> you know, they're friendly, but they're mad. They're saying, Steve Moore, why do you keep saying inflation's 9%? You know, I'm paying 20% inflation. Everything's going up so much in price. And it's because the essentials really have gone up more than the cost of uh, the non-essentials. Yeah, computer costs are going down, but the loaf of bread and the gallon of gasoline and the amount you have to pay to, you know, travel and all these things are going through the roof. And incidentally, what's going on in the airline industry is just a disgrace. I was supposed to go on a big family uh, reunion trip uh, that we take every uh, summer to Wisconsin. I was really looking forward to it. I had to shoe, shoehorn this trip in between two ev- other events I had to do. And I get, to, I had, was in Miami, I had, was going to fly to Milwaukee. And of course I get there and my flight is canceled and there's not another flight for 24 hours. And I already was on a tight, you know, time frame, And so I had to cancel the whole trip and it just stunk. You know, I feel so bad about it because I missed seeing my sons and my, uh, my uh, sisters and my brothers and uh, my nephews and nieces. And that, that's what's going on. So if you have travel plans, you know, you might want to drive if it's not too far. If you're less than five hours from where you're going, it may make more sense to drive because it seems to me they're canceling or delaying almost every other flight. It's just a terrible thing at these airports. Um, but my, my broad point here is this is a, uh, a, um, administration that is diabolical and people always ask me and I get asked a lot on this show. Oh, by the way, sorry to interrupt myself, but I forgot to mention that this show is Freedom of Speech Radio, and my favorite part of the show is taking questions from you, and so uh, we are going to be, at the bottom of the hour, after I speak with the our financial panel, the Pains, I am going to be taking your calls, because I didn't want any guests today. Um, I wanted to talk to you directly, and I wanted to hear from you directly, and I want to hear from liberals. Uh, I've been asking for now, this is the 15th straight week. I've been asking a liberal Democrat, please call in and please explain to us. This is the biggest talk radio station in the country. So you have a big audience. Explain to us why it is that Joe Biden is doing what he's doing on energy policy, on tax policy, on climate change policy, on all of these things that seem to be wrecking our economy. Why are we defunding our police? Why are we, why is there no protection at the border? Why is everything falling apart? Is this intentional or is there some grand plan here that I don't know about? You know, we have uh, Joe Biden. I always, I don't know. Again, I don't know if I should laugh or cry, but they keep talking about this is part of our great grand transition. This is a transition to what? <laughs> what is this a transition to? They're transing, transitioning our, our country into poverty, into deprivation. In the five and six dollar gallon gasoline prices, in the nine and ten, eleven, twelve percent inflation. I don't want this transition. WABC. This is more money with economist Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. 
Welcome back, folks. This is the More Money Show. I am economist Steve Moore. It is time to uh, turn to our finance section and two of the great money experts in the country, Bob and Ryan Payne, are here from Payne Investment Capital. Gentlemen, thanks again for joining us. Great to be great here, to Steve. Be here. Thanks for having us. Okay, wow, what a week. Uh, my head is still what spinning. What a week. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we have the Fed uh, announcement. We have the uh, the uh, GDP report. Now we have these this report of a, a massive new tax and spend bill. Uh, Bob, you're you're the veteran here. Why don't you take it away? What is your what is your takeaway from all of the economic activity this week? I think investors, uh, probably like mine, are spinning around trying to figure out what is going on with the markets and what is going on with uh, the real economy. What's your take? Well, it just goes to show you, Steve, how difficult it is to to be an investor, right? We just had the Federal Reserve hike interest rates, 75 basis points, you know, back-to-back meetings. We come mm-hmm. in with two negative GDP prints, you know, two negative quarters, which has, you know, historically been the definition of a recession. And so what does the market do? It goes straight up. And so <laughs> what I always say, when you, you know, when you have news and the market doesn't act the way you think it should regarding the news, the market's telling you more than the news, right? So it's like right. it's not so much yes. the news, but how does the market react to the news? I agree with that. Seen, yep. Yeah. We have Treasury yields down now. We have the stock market up. Uh, we had huge earnings from Amazon and Apple. Uh, just a really impressive week. Very impressive week. Right. So um, I I have another interpretation. I mean, I agree with what you said. But it was interesting listening to uh, Chairman Powell when he made that announcement about the 75 basis points, because that was already, I think, Ryan baked into the cake that we were going to get yep. that move, although there was some talk about maybe 100 basis points. But but it was very interesting because if you looked at the futures, um, the uh, betting in terms of uh, what will happen in 2023 is that the odds of an actual rate cut from the Fed went up substantially. And I think, in fact, Jerome Powell said in his statement that we might be cutting rates in 2023. And kind of my take on this is that the uh, that Wall Street is kind of addicted to these low interest rates. And I think they saw that <laughs> statement by Powell is almost dovish. But what is your take? Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's pivoting pow, right? And this is this is not Paul Volcker. <laughs> <Right. laughs> this guy, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not taking the hard line, and I think that's what we've seen with this By the way, for a long let, let time. Me just, let, let me just interrupt you for one second, because some of our, our, our uh, listeners who may be a little younger than we are may not know that Paul Volcker, of course, was the chairman of the Fed back in uh, in the late seventies and early eighties, and was the one who really tightened money and got you know sweated that inflation that hit what twelve percent and. 1980 uh, out of the system. And so that was the kind of root canal <laughs> approach. <laughs> You're saying that this is not root canal. <laughs> That's right. They're, they're adding a lot of Novocaine to this uh, this situation. And I, <laughs> I forgot right. to use a dentist uh, analogy. In it. But, I, but I think you know, we talked about this last week, Steve, yeah. is this is a Fed that again is very accommodative. And I think that's what you're going to see here, right? The, the, the undertone right. of a Jerome Powell said is they have no problem pivoting here. Um, and mm-hmm. we talked about this last week, right? We've seen it in the commodity yeah. market. Uh, we've seen it with interest rates. I mean, the 10 year at two point, yeah. under 2.7%, the bond market's right. telling you that inflation is coming down. And right. if the wage, if wages stay strong and the labor market stays strong, that's not a horrible position for the economy to be in. And I think that's what the stock market's telling you here, that things are getting better. 
Now, uh, of course, the other big announcement this week that that's just keeping me up at night is this announcement of this massive tax and spend plan. And, uh, you know, I find that really troubling, uh, given that we're, even if we're not in a recession, the economy certainly isn't growing at the pace it should be uh, by any means. And so uh, wh- but yet the market really kind of shrugged that off, too. Well, I think the thing is, Steve, we had the uh, this massive Build Back Better plan that was three to five trillion, depending on how you scored it. Right. Um, it was a massive, massive uh, piece of legislation. Right. So this is so yeah. watered down. It's like a sixth of the size. I think the market's right. just kind of shrugging it off, saying, "Well, first of all, they haven't passed it yet, and it's nowhere near, you know, the disaster right. that they were trying to pass earlier in the year." So, you know, who knows? Uh, we haven't heard from yeah. Cinema yet, right? Do, do we know she's for <laughs> <or> against this? <laughs> Well, that is true. And and one of the things that's interesting about that package, and you guys are much more experts on this, I think, than I am, is it, it, it if this bill were to uh, – this minimum tax on corporations is kind of devious because it sort of changes the definition of what corporate income is with respect to, uh, you know, paying your taxes. And I'm hearing that that would actually affect a lot of the co- kind of companies like manufacturers that have a – you know, in investment and, and heavy capital investment because they would lose because essentially this is 15 percent of your uh, tax on your book income. And I don't know, Ryan, if you can kind of explain what that means to people and what that might mean for shareholders. Well, I, well, I think it's, it's it's worse for the American people because what what are they going to do? Right. Those manufacturers, if they do have that extra tax and we find, we're right. find this right now with inflation, who do they pass that on to? The end consumer. Yeah. So yeah. really, it's a tax on the American people. It's not actually a tax on that company because the company is going to raise their their prices right. on you and me, because and invariably that's what's going to happen. So I, you know, I think it's very, very out of sync with where the world is right now. Because yeah. again, we yeah. already know that companies are wrestling with higher inflation, um, yeah. a tight labor market. So to add an additional tax on top of that, if you're a manufacturer, you know your margins are probably slim to begin with. It's just like, you know, it's the complete wrong thing to be doing right now to heal this economy. Yeah, I'll say. Now, uh, the other big thing that you guys just mentioned, which is really astounding, was those earnings of some of those big tech companies. And uh, does that mean, and and of course, NASDAQ has been on a wild ride now for the last few weeks. Uh, Do you guys see that um, continuing? Well, first of all, the earnings <clears throat> earnings weren't positive on every single company, but 70% of the companies reported we've had positive earnings. Right. And, you know, as we've been saying for the last year, Steve, uh, yeah. week after week, and you've agreed with us, you know, you don't get good prices with good news. So the bad news is price <laughs> stocks to where they're great investments, you know, for the long-term investor. You know, we're not day traders. And we think, right. you know, yesterday when Federal, <clears throat> Federal Reserve Chairman Powell said that, you know, we're going to slow hikes at some time, you know, in the future. The market kind of reacted like, oh, I guess that's going to happen tomorrow. But it's not, right? So you got to work, let these things work out. But there are great values, and, and I would be a buyer of any dip in this market, uh, you know, for anyone who's an investor. Well, if you, yeah. if your strategy is to buy on bad news, then buy, 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 right? <laughs> Cause we got, Absolutely, we got yeah. Bad news on the economy yeah. this week. So, uh, Ryan, do you agree with that? I, I do, and here's the other other thing to think about, like, you know, Bank of America came out with a survey last week of all the institutional money managers, which are, quote, unquote, mm-hmm. the smart money. I put that in quotes, Steve, because if you look at uh, most money managers, they've been overweighting cash. And the last time they had this much cash is when the tech bubble burst and when we had the Great Recession, meaning the best time to buy, most professional managers were underweighted to stocks. So now the market's starting to melt up a little bit. You know, we had a big move this week. 
And if you're sitting in cash, you're a money manager, the pressure is on. So yeah. there's a good chance here. Now it's like all of a sudden I've got to get my money to work. And you have every institutional manager at the same time racing at that money to work. You could get a bona fide melt up here. That's why it's so Absolutely. risky not to be fully invested right now because man, oh man, you see how quickly the dynamics can change and how quickly markets can move up. If you're not in already, you missed the boat. Okay, that was Ryan and Bob Payne, two of the best in the business in terms of financial investment. Uh, please take them up on their free consultation advice uh, because if you uh, care about making money on uh, The More Money Show, they are two of the best in the business. We'll be right back with The More Money Show. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, if you're thinking to yourself right now, you need some help. You need to figure out what you're doing when it comes to your financial plan, your retirement plan. Well, here's your shot to do it. Every show for the More Money Show, we leave 10 slots open. If you have over a million dollars saved for retirement, Bob and I will run for your total financial master plan, and we'll do that with no obligation or cost. It's a full holistic review. We will literally analyze everything for you. There's no firm out there that will do this work up front at no cost. We literally go through every investment you own. We actually build you your own personalized financial portal to give you a bird's eye view of your entire financial picture. And we're going to hone in on every single issue you have today you need to address to make sure that you're financially independent. We're going to look at that income plan. You need an income plan for retirement. How are you going to draw from your portfolio? How do you take Social Security? Well, there's hundreds of ways to take Social Security, only one right way for you. We're going to put together a full income game plan, show you how to live off of your portfolio without running out of money over the rest of your life. We're going to look at fees and taxes. Wall Street loves to sell you products that have high fees and are very tax inefficient. Those annuities, mutual funds, brokerage products. We're going to go through every investment you own, show you how to reduce that cost and optimize your portfolio for taxes. It's not what you make, it's what you take. We're going to give you our full tax playbook, and we're going to look at diversification. Did you get hit hard here with the market selling off? Is your money over-concentrated in the wrong areas? Or are you sitting in cash, paralysis by analysis, earning nothing on your money as inflation now is over 9%? We're going to put together a full investment game plan, show you how to grow your money but protect it over the rest of your life. We literally have 10 slots. We have over a million dollars saved for retirement. If you give us a call or text right now. All you have to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN. NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. If you're one of our next 10 callers, you've saved over a million dollars for your retirement. Our team of financial advisors and certified financial planners will help you to create your own unique total financial master plan. Now, there's no obligation. There's no cost, but you won't have a plan. You don't text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844 844- Plan NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. So, Bob, you know, given our collective 75 years, hard to believe, in the financial services industry, and at our firm, Payne Capital Management, of course, that's P-A-Y-N-E, you know, we review maybe over like 50 portfolios a month. I don't think there's any other firm out there that probably sees as much as we do. We see the good, the bad, the ugly when it comes to your financial plan. And, you know, what we found is a lot of our firms out there, love to sell you these products that are like, you know, these shiny objects like to call them in the financial world. And a lot of times these shiny objects, especially when they have a really nice sales brochure, are not the best place to be when it comes to putting together your full retirement plan and making sure that you're invested correctly. You know, I learned a long time ago when you, um, when I used to sit in sales meetings and the 
young sales manager would come into the conference room with this great idea where, you know, the advisor is going to make a lot of money and the firm's going to make a lot of money. And well, if your clients do, that's, that's, you know, that's a side, you know, that's just an extra benefit. Um, and, you know, I learned to read these brochures by throwing the brochure out and getting a hold of prospectus and going right to the risk factors, because whatever the greatest risk was that had never occurred before was just about to happen because that's how wall street operates. No, it's true. I remember when Lehman Brothers failed, they had these these principal protected notes that you could buy that would give you a guaranteed return. The only way this product would blow up is if Lehman Brothers went out of business. And of course, back in the day, you would say that would they would never go out of business. And they did go out of business, Bob. <laughs> it was not pretty. Yes, and, they know, did. And everybody <laughs> lost money on those bonds too, right? <laughs> it's so true. And I mean, you can attest to this, you know, when you're looking at the person you're working with, and are they coming out with these one-size-fits-all solutions, right? Annuities are, are the worst at this, where it's like you buy this one annuity product. It has, you know, an inflation. Let me say it again. You can buy this one annuity product, right? It's going to give you income for life, and it's going to solve all your problems. And the reality of it is there's a lot of holes in that, and there is no one product, one investment you can own that's going to solve all your problems and take care of your retirement. It just doesn't exist. No, it doesn't. It's just like they're diametrically opposed. When you have something that's going to give you all the return of the stock market, which is risky, what they're subscribing, right, is an investment that doesn't exist. But it sounds good. And, of course, you know, if, if it sounds too good to be true, it usually isn't. It, it really, right. It's exactly. In our industry, that's the best rule of thumb, right? If it sounds too good to be true, right, it really – it definitely is too good to be true. And I think this annuities are a great example of this, right? You get income for life. Um, you never run out of money. You're guaranteed. The only only people that I know in this industry that can use the word guarantee are these annuity companies. I don't know why they can do it. <laughs> and the, the reality of it is if you look under the hood, and we do have these investments, a lot of these annuities, is you're always giving something up. If you're getting a benefit, you're giving something up, and what you're giving up is usually greater than the benefit you're getting and you don't see it. No, it's so true, and it's uh, and that's it, the thing. You don't understand risk until – it, there's hindsight, right? Risk is something recognized after it's already harmed you. And it's hard to see it when you have someone who, you know, positions themselves as a professional. Uh, they have a shiny brochure. It sounds good. They got lots of things in writing. But I find that the shinier the brochure, the more you have in writing, um, the thicker the prospectus, the higher the risk. Right, which is every insurance product that's ever been sold. But I digress. <laughs> But think about that, right? If you get an income from life from an annuity, this is a good example of this. Well, guess what? You have to give up your principal. So first off, you're giving up your principal to the insurance company. Secondly, they're going to pay you a certain amount over X amount of years that you're typically alive, right? It's basically based on an actuarial table. And in the meantime, it doesn't factor in inflation. So whatever income stream you turn on, let's say you're in your 60s, well, by the time you're in your 80s, your income needs have doubled, yet you're still getting the same amount of money that you were getting 20 years ago in that annuity. That's a problem. Inflation is not factored in to most of these products that get sold to you. Well, you know, the other area that I see, Ryan, are a lot of high-income investments, whether it's a non-tradable real estate investment trust where they promise you these high yields, or it's a bond where you're lending money to an institution and you're getting this ridiculously high yield, whether it's 8% or 10% or 12%. Always ask yourself this question. How is it that I can borrow as an individual, you know, at three, four or five percent? And this great company needs to borrow money from me at 13 percent. You know, <laughs> something doesn't compute. Right. So if the yield is higher than your hat size, what I would recommend is look in the other direction. 
Yeah, because income is so critical, but it's the right kind of income, right? And yet, Bob, this is one of your favorite sayings is more money has been lost uh, reaching for yield than at the point of a gun, right? So it's so alluring, some of these products out there that Wall Street tells you with these big, juicy yields. And you think, man, oh, man, that's awesome. But the reality of it is your principal can be at risk in a big way. So you've got to be really careful because generating income is critical, but diversified income that's relatively safe is a lot different than a lot of these products that get sold where, again, if your principal's, if you lose your principal, you lose your retirement. I mean, it's a big, big deal. It's a double whammy. Not only are you not getting the income you need, but you don't have the principal to redeploy to get the income you need. So it's so critical that you get a second opinion on your investments So look at the sound uh, that you know the, of the invest soundness of the investment to and make sure that you understand what you own, and more importantly, you know why you own it. Right? You know, when I sit down with someone and they tell me, "Well, this is an investment that was sold to me," and the person that sold it to me told me it was good, that's <laughs> when we know we have to do a lot of homework. Well, like you, like you like to say, Bob, with a lot of these sales, when you buy an annuity or some of these other brokerage products, it's like Chinese food. It tastes so good going down, but you feel so empty later. And if you're thinking to yourself right now, like, I could use this analysis. I need to understand what I own on my portfolio. I have some annuities or I'm being pitched some products from Wall Street, and I don't know if it's a good thing, bad thing. Well, here's your shot to get an objective opinion, get an idea where you really stand. We literally have five slots left. We're going to keep them open for the rest of the show. If you have over a million dollars saved for retirement, Bob and I will run for your now famous total financial master plan. We will do this with no obligation or cost. There's no other firm out there that will do all this work up front for free. We literally will go through every investment you own. In fact, we'll build you your own personalized financial portal to give you a big picture view of your entire financial life, and we can hone in on every issue we have. We're literally going to look at that income plan. You need an income plan for retirement. Do you have one? Have you factored in inflation? Have you figured out how to take Social Security? We're going to show you how to take Social Security, how to draw from your portfolio so you don't run out of money over the rest of your life. We're going to look at fees and taxes. Wall Street just loves to sell you. These very, very exotic products that have high fees, they're tax inefficient, and you don't understand what you own, we're going to go through every investment you have. We're going to show you where all the hidden costs are, how to reduce that cost, how to optimize your portfolio for taxes. It's not what you make, it's what you take. We're going to give you our full tax playbook, and we're going to look at diversification. Have you gotten hit hard here with the markets down? Is your portfolio way too volatile, or have you been sitting with way too much money in cash? As inflation now is at 9%, earning nothing on your money, paralysis by analysis, trying to figure out what to do. We're going to give you that full investment game plan, show you how to grow your wealth, but most importantly, protect it over the rest of your life. We literally have five slots left if you call or text right now. All you have to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. NYC. If you're one of our next five callers, you've saved over a million dollars for your retirement. Our team of financial advisors and certified financial planners will help you to create your own unique total financial master plan. Now, there's no obligation. There's no cost. But you won't have a plan if you don't text or call right now. 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PL. A-N-N-Y-C. Hey, if you want to learn more about our firm, Payne Capital Management, of course, that's P-A-Y-N-E. Simply go to BeBullish.com. That's BeBullish.com. You can check out our podcast, Pain Points of Wealth. Learn a little more about our firm, what Bob and I do. That's it for this week. Stay tuned. we got more, more money coming your way. Stop. 
ED is no laughing matter. This could be caused from low T, high blood pressure, or diabetes. Elevate Wellness can help. 40% of men over 40 have experienced this. Make the call to Elevate Wellness now. 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. The office visit is only $99 and includes exam, blood work, test dose, and consultation. Call Elevate Wellness. 973-354-2276. Or Elevate Wellness Group. Your health is important. Your sexual health is very important. And like everything else, it has challenges. As many as 50% of men over 50 have sexual-related difficulties like ED, low testosterone, and low energy. That's where they come in. Elevate Wellness has real professional and in-person solutions. Call 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. Or visit elevatewellnessgroup.com and get back to where it started. Office visits only $99 this month. If you're suffering from ED, you're not alone. 60% of men over 60 have this problem. Help is out there. The professionals at Elevate Wellness can help you be the man you used to be. They've helped thousands of patients and have a 96% success rate. What are you waiting for? Call 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. Your first visit is only $99. ElevateWellnessGroup.com. Help is out there. ElevateWellnessGroup.com. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. This is More Money with economist Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. Welcome back, folks. This is the More Money Show. I hope you're having a great, wonderful uh, uh, Sunday afternoon in the dog days of summer. Uh, Wonderful to be with you as always. So I want to, I've meant to tell you in the opening segment of the show that I want to take your calls today. Uh, and I want to take them starting in about five minutes. So please call in. I want to hear what you think about this new deal that uh, has been struck by Congress to add uh, another $500 billion of government spending and another $500 billion, uh, by the way, billion, B, five with, uh, I think that's 11 zeros after it, uh, of new spending. After they already spent $3 trillion last year, they spent $2 trillion, I mean, uh, $200 billion on this absurd corporate welfare uh, bill that uh, gives money to Intel and, and to uh, Samsung and other uh, chip makers. And they, I don't know why they need to be uh, feeding at the federal trough, but they are. And now $500 billion more spending, including $300 billion for more green energy projects. By the way, we've already spent about $500 billion on green energy in, in, uh, in just the last, uh, in the last year. So this is a massive spending bill, and I want to hear what you think about this. Is this the kind of bill that you think makes sense for America? I think it is, it is atrocious. I think it is, is, seems designed almost to bankrupt this great country of ours. Uh, and I don't understand any of the logic of this bill. Uh, but I want to hear from you. Maybe somebody can defend it. Somebody can explain to me how we are going to have a healthier economy with 
another uh, $500 billion of spending, which obviously is going to add to our debt. And don't believe for a minute. I mean, how about the fact that they called this bill with a straight face, the deficit, I mean, uh, the Inflation Reduction Act. If there's anybody who actually thinks that this bill is going to reduce inflation, call in, please. I want to hear from you. That number, 1-800-848-9222, is the More Money Hotline. Now, I want to tell you while we're waiting for the uh, calls to come in, I know we have a couple calls already, but we've got a couple lines open. I want to tell you what's in this bill. This is a dagger in the heart of our pharmaceutical industry. Now, none of us like high drug prices, but by the way, the drug prices actually, the inflation rate on drug prices is much lower the drug inflation rate over the last couple of years of most other products. So that you have all this price gouging going on now by the pharmaceutical industry is, is not really borne out by the latest data. Uh, I would love to see drugs cost less too, but let's not forget that something like 25 of the last 30 wonder drugs that have come on the market over the last 30 years or so, the ones that have, have dealt with you know, cancer and the, the ones have dealt with uh, issues like um, stroke and heart disease and so many other uh, killer and chronic diseases, they um, have come from the United States. They've become, come from our own laboratories and our own companies, whether it's Pfizer or Merck and other com- companies that are here in the United States. And we are going to surrender, number one, we're going to surrender that leadership that we have in pharmaceuticals. But number two, if you slap a $250 billion tax increase on this industry, what do you think is going to happen to the rate of development of new drugs? This is a prescription for losing the race for the cure. So if you have a loved one um, who has uh, cancer or MS or Parkinson's disease, or uh, Alzheimer's. This is going to slow drug development. How irresponsible is that? Why would we do that? Why would we want to lose the race for the cure? We want, to, we want new cures as quickly as possible for the people who are suffering from these diseases. Uh, so I don't understand the logic of making this a villain industry and making them pay for uh, the massive big spending programs of the Democrats. But I want to hear from you. Do you agree with me on this? Do you disagree? Um, I want to make another point. I am livid that the Democrats want to expand the Internal Revenue Service by 75 to 80,000 new IRS snoops to go through your financial records. And they're not going to say, oh, this is going to be rich people who are going to audit. No, look, rich people like Warren Buffett and uh, Mark Zuckerberg and uh, Bill Gates, they have so many tax accountants and tax lawyers, they don't have to care about uh, the IRS. Who are they going to come after? They're going to come after you and me. That's who they're coming after. They're going to start start to uh, audit. Uh, and go through your private financial documents in a way that is extraordinarily um, invasive. It's an invasion of your privacy. I've had problems with the IRS now for the last five years. They said I owed them $75,000. My wife and I said, no, you owe us $75,000. And what happened was that finally, after three or four years of going through this, and we had a high legal cost, our lawyers said, just settle with the IRS. Just settle. It's not worth fighting the IRS. But we did. We fought them. We spent a lot of money on legal bills. In the end of the day, the IRS admitted, no. Oh, whoopsie-daisy, we owe you money. You don't owe us. But they use intimidation tactics. 
75,000 new IRS agents. They're going to come after Republican donors. They're going to come after conservative donors. That's what happened under Obama. Remember this name. If you don't remember it, Google this name, Lois Lerner. She was one of the head uh, directors of enforcement at the IRS uh, under Obama, and she used her agency to target to target conservatives and Republicans. And anybody think that, that uh, Joe Biden and her, his crew might want to do the same thing? I guarantee you that's precisely what they will do. So those are the kinds of outrageous features of this bill. And I mentioned something on Larry Kudlow's show I want to mention uh, to you all. You can tell my blood, is, <laughs> blood pressure is rising as I talk about this bill. They want to spend another $300 billion on green energy subsidies. Somebody's getting rich off this. There's a climate change industrial complex that's getting very, very rich off of this. But here's the thing. With $3 billion, we could secure our border. We wouldn't have all these illegal immigrants being bussed into New York and Chicago and all these other cities. We wouldn't have these problems at our borders in Arizona and Texas and California. If we secured our border, continue building the wall, putting more of our great border security agents at the, at the wall so that people – look, I'm for legal immigration, but I am solidly against illegal immigration. you got to come in the right way, the front door, not the back door. So my point is, for $3 billion, I'm told by the, the folks at the border security office that they feel like they could secure our border. Now, you're never going to keep out all illegal immigrants, but we could reduce illegal immigration by you know, 60, 70 percent with with three billion dollars. Instead, instead, these are the Democrats priorities. If you agree with them, I want to hear from you. Instead, they're going to spend three hundred billion dollars on climate change on top of the three hundred billion dollars they've already spent. Does that make sense to you? I, I think it is one of the biggest wastes of money I've ever seen a uh, 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 mispriority. Uh, of our of our Congress and shame on them. This is a shameful and diabolical bill. And I don't understand why Joe Manchin caved in, because it's going to kill our oil and gas and coal industries. Joe Manchin there in West Virginia represents the coal and oil. You know, th- that is a state that produces a lot of our coal and a lot of our natural gas. I don't understand why he double crossed us, but I do feel like this is a double cross. I wonder how you're feeling about it. So that's my take on this bill. We have to stop this, folks. We still have a chance to stop this awful bill. All we need is one, one Democrat out of 50 in the United States Senate to vote no on this. Just one. And I'm praying that that might be Kristen Cinema. but where are the New York senators on this? Well, we know Schumer. <laughs> we know Schumer wants to spend every penny he can get his filthy hands on. And uh, and we know that your other senator, same thing. Oh, by the way, if you live in New Jersey, because I know we have a lot of listeners in the state of New Jersey, your two senators, Cory Booker and um, Robert Mendendez, they uh, represent New Jersey's number one industry is anybody know it's the pharmaceutical industry. That's where so many of our pharmaceuticals are manufactured and researched. We have laboratories all through uh, New Jersey. We shouldn't call it the, the garden state. We should call it the pharmaceutical state. And you should be proud of that, that some of these world-class cures for major diseases are coming out of the great state of New Jersey. Your two senators are going to take your number one I- industry and put a dagger right through their shoulder blades with a bill that adds, uh, takes $200 billion away from them? How dare they do that? If they do, you know that these, these uh, pharmaceutical companies should move out of New Jersey if those two senators 
stab their number one industry right in the back. I mean, that would be like, you know, uh, Idaho senators voting against potatoes, right? Or, uh, or the uh, Nebraska senators voting against the corn industry. So come on, folks. I, I'm angry. I am livid. I, I think this bill is so bad for America. Uh, a lot of you, when you call in, ask me if this is an intentional uh, attempt to destroy our free enterprise system. And when I look at this, I've always said no to that question. And I know a lot of you think it is intentional and have thought it's intentional. When I look at this bill and how horrifying it is to our economy to be raising taxes like this when the economy is already in a recession, maybe you're right. Maybe this is intentional. Maybe it's part of their whole plan to transition America into some kind of social welfare, big government state uh, so we can look like Cuba and Argentina and Venezuela. Maybe that's their goal. I hope it isn't. But I look at this bill, and I don't have any other good explanation. Okay, Mr. Producer, do we have any callers yet? Our, by the way, our uh, 1-800 number is 1-800-848-9222. What do we got? All right, Steve, let's start in the Garden State with Andrew in Stanhope, New Jersey. Andrew, thank you for calling. And by the way, before you uh, I get your question, uh, are you aware of the fact that so many of our um, – our uh, pharmaceutical manufacturers are there in New Jersey. Why are the two New Jersey senators voting against the number one industry in New Jersey? Yes, I'm aware several of my friends and family, they work in the New Jersey-based pharmaceuticals, and it right. is insane. It's, um, it would, like you said, the equivalent of Joe Manchin going against coal. So it's it's insane, and it's a high-tech industry, so, you know, a modern industry, so it doesn't make any sense. And it's also as far as like compassion or, you know, they invent medications, like you said, that help yep. all of humanity yep. all over the whole earth, <laughs> not just here. Yep. And so, uh, so, so it is Andrew, well, how is it that this industry is somehow some kind of villain industry when this industry and, and incidentally, I mean, I'm so glad you called it, Andrew. But incidentally, uh, you know, we we just had an incredible medical breakthrough just happened a year and a half ago thanks to donald j trump and thanks to operation warp speed we were able to get this uh the original vaccine out when we had the killer strain of the virus the the strains now are not dangerous but the original strains of that virus were quite dangerous and um we we probably saved hundreds of thousands of lives thanks to that vaccine and thanks to our wonderful uh private uh, you know, uh, pharmaceutical companies like Pfizer and Moderna. And this is the way we repay them. We stick them with the biggest tax increase uh, in, in history and in these price controls. So, uh, sorry, I'm angry about it, but I, I broke you off. Uh, we got uh, 30 more seconds for you, Andrew. What else you got? And also, when I hang up, if you could maybe explain, you would know how Trump lowered the prices for pharma, for medication. And you're right, like they're demonizing them who invented these vaccines and uh, all the money that they spent in the bill. It reminds me of the housing, Fannie and Freddie, the subprime yep. loans that they're going to help people, but it cracked. But I would support the spending if it actually works. <laughs> but you're right. spending billions and it, we don't have results, so it's an epic yeah. failure. But can you explain how Trump negotiated the yeah. prices to go down? Thanks. Right. Okay, will do. Andrew, great call. Uh, I've uh, worked a little bit on this with the White House where we did bring down drug prices. And just look at the uh, statistics. You can look this up on Google. You can see that drug prices came down very substantially under Trump uh, from the very high levels that we had had under Bush and under uh, Obama. And we did that through enhancing competition. 
uh, and and uh, you know when you have more competition, you get uh, you get lower prices. Uh, but we also recognize, by the way, drugs, um, pharmaceutical drugs reduce healthcare costs because it's much cheaper to take a pill or a treatment or a shot rather than have to be admitted into the hospital for for cancer or heart disease or some other kind of uh, you know on a chronic problem that you might have. And so this idea that the pharmaceutical industry is, is causing healthcare prices to rise is wrong. Uh, they actually reduce the cost of healthcare because they keep people out of the hospital. Uh, Mr. Producer, who is our next caller? All right, we'll stay in New Jersey and go to Walker in Paramus. Well, I'm so glad we have New Jersey people calling in. Thanks for calling, Walker. Hey, uh, Steve, uh, Hoffman LaRoche used to be in Nutley. They're gone, lock, stock, and barrel. Uh, which one? Which company? company? Sorry, which Hoffman company? LaRoche. Hoffman LaRoche. Overseas, I believe, but they're not in Jersey okay. anymore. Yeah. They're gone. Yeah. And we're yeah. in Nutley Clifton. Uh, the other thing is with this uh, – COVID vaccine, it's a series of four shots, two shots and two boosters. And yep. the president and uh, Dr. Fuji both got the COVID. So, <laughs> right, I mean, exactly. And it's mandatory, too. I mean, people are, yeah. they hold a gun to your head if you want to keep your job. So, hey, the pharmaceutical company, in my book, <laughs> if they're not making a lot of money, uh, I'm not taking up, I'm not going to the GoFundMe page. Okay. All right. Well, look, let me say this. Uh, you make a, a couple of good points. First of all, I was very much in favor of the original uh, original vaccine w- when people were dying. Uh, we had, you know, several hundred, you know, nearly a million deaths from COVID, uh, the first strain. I think they called that one the Delta variant. Um, and that one was, was very serious. Now, the good news is that these latest variants are much, much milder. Uh, my view on the vaccines is I, I really did think back in 2021 when the, the new vaccine came uh, aboard, we saved a lot of lives. Right now, I don't see any real value, but I think people should make up their own mind about getting vaccinated. But uh, I certainly don't think we should be vaccinating children. I'm not an expert on this, but uh, I did get the first shot. Um, and uh you know, this is this is for every individual to make up their own minds about whether to be vaccinated. But I guarantee you, folks, I want to be loud and clear about this. I am against the government ever mandating people to be uh, vaccinated. This is a matter of personal choice. Who is our next caller, Mr. Producer? By the way, that one eight hundred number, we've got one or two lines open. It's one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. This is the More Money Hotline. All right, Steve, let's go up the coast and say hello to Frank in Boston. Frank, thanks for calling from all the way up there in Boston. What have you got for us, sir? Oh, thank you, Mr. Moore. I'd like a question about the foreign exchange rate in gold and silver and why it's Mm -hmm. been fluctuating recently. Well, the gold price has not has actually fallen a bit, uh, which is kind of surprising because gold is usually a, you know, the ultimate hedge against inflation. By the way, I like gold. I like gold, even though it's especially because it's fairly low right now. So I think every investor should have some gold. No question about it. I think that uh, given these high inflation rates and given what uh, Joe Biden and Chucky Schumer and Nancy Pelosi are doing to our economy, uh, you want to you want to go to safety. Folks, this is a dangerous situation we're in right now. These people are nuts. Now, luckily, we only have six more months of Pelosi being speaker, and then we're going to run her out of office. 
uh, and we're going to win, as Republicans, about 40 to 50 seats in the House, and I think the Republicans will take the Senate as well. I mean, uh, look, I'm not here to tell you the Republicans are the salvation <laughs> for our problems, uh, far from it. But you have to punish the people, uh, figuratively, that is, at the ballot box uh, by telling them how angry you are. If you're as angry as I am, you know, you've got to vote. Uh, You've got to get rid of these people. Uh, And so uh, that's, I think, where we are. I think you should hold hold gold. Now, the other interesting play is that the dollar has been very strong. And I'm always asked about that. Why is the dollar so strong, given our economic problems? And the analogy I like to use is we're the we're the tallest midget (laughs) among all the countries. Uh, We yeah, we have big problems in this country, but we are still the United States of America. We're going to come out of this, folks. I'm not trying to rant against America. This is the greatest country country on earth. I'm just so furious about what our politicians are doing to the land of the free, a land of free enterprise. They're killing the goose that lays the golden eggs. That's what they're doing. The more they spend and the more they take money from you and me and our companies and our manufacturers and give it to the government politicians, do you think they're going to spend that money in a wise way? I sure don't. Uh, Incidentally, the biggest victim of the corporate minimum tax they have, I'm calling it the mansion tax, the biggest victim of that is our manufacturers because they are heavily, uh, they spend a lot of money on heavy equipment, on capital investment. That's, they're not going to let them write that off anymore. So they're, the, our manufacturer is going to get whacked by this bill. Wait a minute. I thought we wanted to bring manufacturing jobs back to the United States. That's what we did under Trump. We cut the taxes on our manufacturers and the jobs came back. If you raise those taxes on the manufacturers, I guarantee you those plants are going to even sprint faster to China, to India, to Mexico, to other countries other than the United States. We are playing into the hands of our enemies, folks. Our enemies are Russia and China, and they are laughing behind our back, as as, uh, Trump would say. Okay, Mr. Uh, Producer, who is our next caller? Let's say hello to Judy right here in Manhattan. (laughs) Judy, thanks for calling. What do you got for us? Okay. Hey. I have a question. Could these uh, tax and spend and destroy and replace policies simply be continuing an orchestrated uh, Cloward Piven Alinsky create crisis to replace with uh, 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 to replace? uh, A meritorious economy and uh, governance. For the Great. benefit, yeah. maybe for the benefit of who? and all of this green, uh, yeah, uh, stuff. Yeah. So great call. Look, I'm coming to the conclusion, and I wouldn't have said this six months ago, folks. I know I very rarely question people's motives in politics. I don't want to. I want to look at what they're doing, and I will look at the results. I don't like to go at people's motives. But what other conclusion can you come to? I mean, seriously, what conclusion can you come to when you see the damage these people are doing to our economy? I mean, what kind of lunatic would pour kerosene on a forest fire? And that's what these bills are doing. First, they pass a $200 billion giveaway bill to, uh, to uh, Intel and to, uh, to these other companies like Samsung. $200 billion, And, by the way, it's another $50 billion for the climate industrial uh, complex. Now they want to give another $300 billion to the climate change industrial complex. And, by the way, they don't produce anything. I mean, my God, we get 7% of our, of our energy in America from wind and solar power. It's a fringe form of energy. They want to destroy the form of energy where we get 70% of our energy, which is 
uh, oil and gas and coal and add in nuclear, that's 8%, and they want to replace it with something that doesn't work. I mean, wind and solar can work fine in the high plains in Texas where you got a lot of wind. And if you live in Phoenix, you can use solar power. But come on, I've said this a thousand times. Anybody who believes we're going to provide enough power for a uh, $22 trillion economy that makes everything from steel to uh, major factories, construction projects, manufacturing, our technology grid uses an amazing amount of energy. We're going to replace that with windmills? If you believe that, you're smoking something. It's not possible. So my only explanation is they want to. They intentionally want to cripple the U.S. economy. Replace it with what? I don't know. Maybe it's just big government socialism. But, folks, I got to tell you look at what's happening around the world even germany tried this 10 years ago it didn't work it didn't work why aren't we learning the lessons of what works and what doesn't work big government socialism makes people poor and it just gives more power to these corrupt politicians okay uh mr producer who is our next caller let's say hello to kathy all the way out in long island uh kathy thank you for calling are you are you as angry as i am uh I am so mad and infuriated. I'm a cashier at a supermarket, and everyone is complaining, everyone of the prices, and it's ridiculous. And then I say to them, well, we have two two and a half more years of this, and and they'll say, oh, why, are you retiring? I'm saying, no. I'm like, he's destroying the country. Whenever... The United States of America short on baby formula? I'm sorry. There's something wrong. And they sometimes will stick up for him or they'll say something bad about Trump. And I'm like, Trump? I said, I felt safer with Trump. I don't feel safe now. Not at Kathy, all. Can I look, Kathy, let me interrupt you for a second because uh, uh-huh. we don't we have a few minutes left. Uh, and the, and the, we've got so many callers, but I want to ask you one question on the way out. Great points, by the way. I, I, I experience the same thing when I go to the grocery store. People get so angry. Um, do you do you think that this new massive spending bill they're talking about? Do you believe that this is going to reduce inflation? Not at all. And I'm worried for the kids <laughs> right. and all the grandchildren. Yeah. No. I, and great. You got you. Yeah. You're, Kathy, you got it exactly right. You get an A for economics. Anybody who actually believes that this bill, I mean, folks, I'm not making this up. They call it the, the Inflation Reduction Act. Spending and taxing $500 billion more is going to reduce inflation. Right. If you believe that, you believe Al Gore and been on the Internet. Okay. I think we got time for one or two more quick callers. If we have anybody left, uh, Mr. Producer. Let's say hello to Lou out in New Jersey. Lou, thanks for calling. What do you got for us, sir? I can't believe you're supporting Big Pharma. I mean, you justify it by saying they spend money on R&D, but they spend more, mon- more money on sales and marketing than R&D. U.S. government's well, the largest are, yeah. buyer of prescription drugs in the world, and they pay retail? That's absurd. Well, first of all, I'm glad you called because I'm glad, you know, that uh, I get some people to challenge me. I, I would, you know, throw it right back at you. You know, do you think taking money out of the – pharmaceutical industry is going to help us win the win the uh, race for the cure for cancer and heart disease and multiple sclerosis and Alzheimer's? I mean, how is that going to make us healthier? Well, that has nothing to do with lowering prices. The uh, Why is the U.S. paying more than other foreign governments? 
Well, because we we're the ones who pay the full freight for this. And by the way, I don't like that aspect of it. I agree with you. We should not be allowing these other countries to pay less for the drugs we develop uh, than uh, than the other countries do. And that's something Trump developed uh, and really worked on, by the way. And so I think you have a good point. I'm going to I'm going to say, yes, you were right, sir. It is not fair that Americans are paying more for drugs than all these other countries. That that makes no sense to me. I want to address that issue, but I don't want to cripple an industry that is so critical to America. All right, who is our next caller, Mr. Producer? Let's say hello to a different Lou all the way out in Queens. Hello, <laughs> yeah, thanks I'd for like calling. To what do you got for that, uh, previous yeah. guy's call? First yeah. of all, the reason why we have deductions on mortgage interest rate is to encourage people to own their own houses. Hello. And the reason why we have tax credits for companies is so that they can benefit from uh, uh, improving their businesses with capital uh, improvements and and to to, uh, have research and development. That's how the game works. And if he doesn't understand that and the rest of them don't understand that, I, I don't even know what to say. Well, Lou, a great call. We're running out of time, so I'm going to have to cut you a little short, but I think you're exactly right. Now, here's the thing, folks. I want you to be clear on this because I want you to know what Steve Moore and Steve Forbes and Larry Kudlow and Art Laffer and others uh, think we should do. We should go to a flat tax. Let's just get rid of all these deductions, all these loopholes, all these special interest provisions. By the way, if we had a simple flat tax with a postcard return where companies just pay the tax, they get, you know, they get to deduct the cost of their equipment and so on and so forth, but then they pay tax on, on their income. You know, we wouldn't need 75,000 new IRS agents. Make the tax code simple and make it understandable and make it fair so everybody pays their own fair share. Uh, why is it that the, the, we give $300 billion to the climate change industry and they pay no taxes at all? None. Zero. Because they don't make any money. All right. I think we got time, do we, uh, Mr. Producer, for, for one? Can we squeeze one more in? Let's round it off with Jerry in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Jerry, thanks for calling. Steve, I'll try to go fast. I keep hearing conservatives say that they just can't understand why this is happening. They're so confused. If they're that confused, they're a bunch of idiots. It's very simple. The the left has an ideology, and they're going to push it. And what we don't do, we don't challenge it. Uh, People come on shows and say um, there's more severe weather than there ever was. It's a lie. We don't challenge it. Of they course. come on and say that uh, humans cause climate change. That's a lie. It's a, it's there's no, no nothing there. But do I see people? I don't see scientists ever come on this show. Their shows. I, I mean, I I did see John Christie on Laura Ingram the other night, but nobody invites these guys on to challenge this. They just sit there and nod like. Uh, bobblehead dolls when they when these people come on and make these ridiculous right. comments uh, all right well great call uh i have to cut you short because we got about 30 seconds left thank you so much uh great calls today folks that's why i take your calls because i learn a lot listening to you uh folks we've got to stop this bill it is a curse it is diabolical uh it, it seems to me almost an intentional attempt to cripple this great American economy that was built on free enterprise and our men and women who start great businesses. We want to reward success in this country, not punish it, right? Remember, as my buddy Larry Kudlow says, the best path to prosperity is the free market system. Let, Let us not destroy the system that made this the greatest country on earth. That's my message for the day, folks. Have a great week. I'll see you next week. This is the More Money Show on WABC. 
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.